Good evening. To open our, our meeting tonight, Chardell, will you please introduce the first hymn? Hymn 72. Glory be to God on high, God whose glory fills the sky. Peace on earth to man is given, man the well-beloved of heaven. Gracious Father, in thy love, send thy blessings from above. Let thy light, thy truth, thy peace, bid all strife and tumult cease. Hymn 72. would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is How Strife May Be Stilled and the readings will now be given by Gary. The Bible, Isaiah. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain and shall be exalted above the hills 
and all nations shall flow unto it. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Second Kings The king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he hither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite these people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass, when they were come into Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw. And behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. 
And the king of Israel said unto Elisha, when he saw them, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldest thou smite those whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink, and go to their master. And he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. Luke. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified. For these things must first come to pass. But the end is not by and by. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. John, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I shall now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The Bible contains the recipe for all healing. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. For many years I have prayed daily that there be no more war, no more barbarous slaughtering of our fellow beings, prayed that all the peoples on earth and the islands of the sea have one God, one mind, love God supremely, and love their neighbor as themselves. National disagreements can be, and should be, 
arbitrated wisely, fairly, and fully settled. It is unquestionable, however, that at this hour the armament of navies is necessary for the purpose of preventing war and preserving peace among nations. Bloodshed, war, and oppression belong to the darker ages and shall be relegated to oblivion. To my sense, the most imminent dangers confronting the coming century are the robbing of people of life and liberty under the warrant of the scriptures, the claims of politics and of human power, industrial slavery, and insufficient freedom of honest competition, and ritual, creed, and trusts in place of the golden rule. Whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. Nothing is gained by fighting, but much is lost. Peace is the promise and reward of rightness. Governments have no right to engraft into civilization the burlesque of uncivil economics. War is in itself an evil, barbarous, devilish. Victory in error is defeat in truth. War is not in the domain of good. War weakens power and must finally fall, pierced by its own sword. The principle of all power is God, and God is love. Whatever brings into human thought or action an element opposed to love is never requisite, never a necessity, and is not sanctioned by the law of God, the law of love. The founder of Christianity said, My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Christian science reinforces Christ's sayings and doings. The principle of Christian science demonstrates peace. Christianity is the chain of scientific being reappearing in all ages, maintaining its obvious correspondence with the scriptures, and uniting all periods in the design of God. The first commandment in the Hebrew Decalogue, Thou shalt have no other gods before me, obeyed, is sufficient to still all strife. God is the divine mind, hence the sequence, had all peoples one mind, peace would reign. God is Father, infinite, and this great truth, when understood in its divine metaphysics, 
will establish the brotherhood of man and wars and demonstrate on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Before error is wholly destroyed, there will be interruptions of the general material routine. Earth will become dreary and desolate, but summer and winter, seed time and harvest, though in changed forms, will continue unto the end, until the final spiritualization of all things. The darkest hour precedes the dawn. This material world is even now becoming the arena for conflicting forces. On one side, there will be discord and dismay. On the other side, there will be science and peace. The breaking up of material beliefs may seem to be famine and pestilence, want and woe, sin, sickness, and death, which assume new phases until their nothingness appears. These disturbances will continue until the end of error when all discord will be swallowed up in spiritual truth. Mortal error will vanish in a moral chemicalization. This mental fermentation has begun and will continue until all errors of belief yield to understanding. Belief is changeable. But spiritual understanding is changeless. As this consummation draws nearer, he who has shaped his course in accordance with divine science will endure to the end. As material knowledge diminishes and spiritual understanding increases, real objects will be apprehended mentally instead of materially. During this final conflict, wicked minds will endeavor to find means by which to accomplish more evil. But those who discern Christian science will hold crime in check. They will aid in the ejection of error. They will maintain law and order and cheerfully await the certainty of ultimate perfection. We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? <clears throat> hymn number 157. Jesus' prayer for all his brethren, Father, that they may be one, echoes down through all the ages. Nor pray he for these alone, but for all, that through all time God's will be done. Hymn number 157. And welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. At all our meetings and services, 
We read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has a wealth of the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. And people are often surprised to find other writings by Mrs. Eddy on our website, and also writings by people who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. So feel free to browse through the website. There is never a charge, and you don't have to sign up. It's all free. We also have websites in quite a few different languages so that people all over the world can have access to pure Christian science in their own language. And I got some breaking news just before the service. The March issue of The Liberator has been printed and it will be mailed tomorrow. Uh, this, this issue is on the, the 23rd Psalm, and it's already been loaded onto the church website, so if you want to get a preview of it, go on the website after you give your testimony, and, uh, <laughs> and then you can get a preview of it. Our next Bible study will be on Saturday morning, April 9th at 10 a.m. That's the Saturday after next. The Bible studies are really very interesting. The questions have been posted on the website under the This Week's Lesson tab. So be sure to check out the questions and to join us on April 9th at 10 a.m. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have what we call our roundtable discussion. These are very informative sessions that help us to better understand and live Christian science in our daily lives. So be, be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the roundtable, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to join us at both of these, the roundtable at 10 and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students call in on a teleconference number from out of state. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, call the church to get the phone number and they can attend by phone also. We'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. 
This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead please. Thank you, and thank you for those very timely and thought-provoking readings. I'm ever so grateful to the Plainfield Church for their teaching ministry. I've learned a wealth of information from the Bible studies and roundtables, as well as the Sunday lessons and Wednesday readings. Last week's Wednesday night theme was temptation. The word temptation can include many things. By Webster's 1828 definition of temptation, Enticement to evil by arguments, evil being anything that is unlike good, God. We are told by society to embrace our feelings, but feelings that God did not create are not a part of us. Self-pity, worry, and fear are very subtle evil suggestions. How important to watch so closely as they try to sneak into our thinking and have us believe we ourselves originated them. These thoughts will try to rob us of the reality that God, good, is always present. As the roundtable discussions have pointed out on more than one occasion, these thoughts, if allowed to enter, would open the door and make room for other unworthy and unhealthy thoughts. We've all heard of the five-second rule. I find it helpful to apply this rule to bad thinking. When we can identify these thoughts quickly, we must not waste any time in casting them out. As Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science, says, quote, Stand porter at the door of thought, admitting only such conclusions as you wish realized in bodily results. You will control yourself harmoniously, unquote. Even thoughts that seem very innocent, like grief, are not innocent at all because they suggest a separation from the all-power of God. Get rid of these thoughts, then take it a step further. Affirm with conviction the opposite of these falsities, which is the reality. I am confident, joyous, and certain that truth is in action. I am whole, and I am perfect. Thank you, Plainfield Church. Thank you, Mrs. Eddy. Thank you, Christ Jesus, and thank you, God. Good night. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi. Go ahead, please. Thank you for the readings. Um, I'm so happy to be a part of this meeting tonight. The beginning of spring is one of my favorite times of year. Uh, I'm very grateful to be living on a lake 
and as the American Indians call it, a smile of the great spirit. I have been able to see an abundance of nature. I have observed God's beautiful ideas in action. Bright green lizards with bulging red necks, monarch butterflies laying eggs on a specific leaf, um, turtles digging holes to lay their eggs, geese and other birds making nests and um, magnif- magnificent gray herons fishing and an abundance of, of animals. Um, on two occasions while walking around the lake, I came across a water moccasin on the path. The first time I wasn't sure what it was, but after researching, I knew it was a cottonmouth uh, water moccasin, which is a poisonous snake. Once I knew what it was, I was so scared walking past it, and I was afraid to walk around the lake again. I reminded myself that I am in God's kingdom right now, and thoughts of fear did not come from God. Love fills all space, and both the butterfly and the poisonous snake are both equally God's spiritual expressions now. We are all God's ideas and live harmoniously in God's house. The snake expresses God's beauty and love, just like the turtles and the flowers and the birds. Um, So I continue to walk around the lake, and I have not seen any snakes since. I heard one slither away and splash in the water when I walked by one. But if I do see a poisonous snake, I will not be afraid anymore, because I know that it's God's beautiful, loving idea. Um, and we live in the pine belt in Mississippi, so there are a lot of huge pine trees in our yard. And every spring there's a ton of big, huge pine cones that are scattered all over the yard. And they need to be removed in order for my husband to mow the lawn. Uh, this Saturday, it took me almost two hours to clean them from the yard. And as I was doing this, uh, this a negative thought crossed my mind that my back was going to hurt. Uh, tomorrow morning, the next morning. Um, so I stopped myself quickly, and I realized that this is not a thought from God. I also remembered a testimony that Florence read a few weeks ago about a similar situation. Um, and in the testimony, the person was kindly doing gardening for a neighbor and heard a negative comment from an observer stating that their back would hurt the next day. This person realized um, that they, their oneness with God and how we are all perfect creations of God. We are made by God and God can only make good. Um, omnipresent God, his perfect idea man, and, his, and man's rightful activity. I rejected this idea of my back hurting because God is working in me and through me. And I finished up the yard work for the day. And when I woke up the next morning, my back did not hurt. Um, I'm so grateful and thankful to be able to listen to other people's experiences and learn from them. I'm grateful to my practitioner for teaching me that Christian science is a way of life. Um, I appreciate all the work that everyone does in Plainfield Church to help so many people, including myself. Thank you so much. Thank you. Betty from California. Go ahead, please. 
Good evening, and thank you so much for those readings. I always loved that story about Elisha um, and the Syrian king, um, and also for the music. Um, I'd like to express gratitude for finding my checkbook. It was uh, sometime on a Saturday a couple of weeks ago uh, that I noticed that it was missing. I checked some of the usual spots for it and to no avail. Um, and I checked a few other unusual spots as well. I was getting a little nervous about that. Uh, and then I asked God to help me. I knew God knew where it was. And I also knew I would, ha- I would get an answer when I was quiet and not pushing for an answer. Well, Sunday afternoon, I was sitting at the table where the checkbook normally is. Now, next to the table is a small uh, paper recycling box that I use and a small wastebasket. I remembered that I had moved some items off the table to another spot, which I had checked, uh, but not the recycle box or the wastebasket. So I checked the recycle box, and it wasn't there. And when I reached out to set it in its usual spot, I saw something dark in the wastebasket, and sure enough, it was my checkbook. I thank God heartily, because I really needed it that time, being very grateful to have found it. I am very grateful for Christian Science, the Plainfield Church, and for practitioner help over the years. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Um, Thank you for the inspiring readings and for the beautiful music. I wanted to express my deep gratitude for all that we are taught and given in the Plainfield Church. I'm so very grateful for all the statements of truth and the instructions given uh, through our roundtables, our Bible studies, our church services, and the testimonies that are shared and for the strong support and teachings and instructions of my practitioner, all that strengthen and and inspire and help me to gain a better and clearer understanding of Christian science and my relationship with God. I'm especially grateful for being taught here to rejoice in everything, especially the trials that come to us, to see them as opportunities to learn lessons and grow in our understanding of this science. Mrs. Eddy states in Science and Health on page 66, through great tribulation we enter the kingdom. Trials are proofs of God's care, and each successive stage of experience unfolds new views of divine goodness and love. And so I am coming to understand this, and also that no matter how quickly or how long these trials may be, that I am learning that I must wait patiently on God, knowing that each and every glimmer of the divine light of truth that unfolds in my understanding brings me closer to God, and to be patient and trust that in His time, His perfect plan will unfold. I'm very grateful for these lessons. And I'm so grateful to be a part and a member of the Plainfield Church. I'm grateful to God, to Mrs. Eddy, for this wonderful Christian science. And I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. 
Thank you. Michelle from Canada. Go ahead, please. Hello, good evening. Last Wednesday, I had an anger temptation. Then in the afternoon, I suddenly felt very tired and heavy. The weather was unusual, warm, but overcast and windy. It was as if the clouds were pushing down on me. Although I had indulged in the anger before quite a bit, now I caught myself and said to myself, this is not the truth. This tiredness and heaviness is animal magnetism trying to put me down. I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to believe the false arguments, I said. I decided to take a break and read the excerpt from the blue book about I am. Someone had posted that on the forum end of February and I had printed it and have it handy when I need it. To, when I need to know what I am. I also read other material from the Plainfield website. The result was that I totally forgot about the heaviness and the tiredness. I was so happy. Then when I saw the theme of the testimony meeting from last Wednesday, man's birthright is dominion over all temptation, I realized that that was exactly what had happened that day. I was tempted to believe I am tired and heavy and without energy. After I had turned to the word of truth, dominion chased the clouds in my thinking away. Then during the testimony meeting, the clouds, which had been covering the sky all afternoon, lifted and the evening sun came up. That was wonderful to see and gave me a big smile. I am so grateful to learn that I don't need to believe those false arguments that they are nothing but temptation. The only reason, reason they come up is to give me some training in overcoming and having dominion over them. The rest of the evening I was full of energy and did get much of the tasks done that seemed a burden in the afternoon. Thank you so much to all of you for your dedication and all the material you provide on the website for your encouragement that I learn to become better and more God-like. Although it's still a struggle, many times I'm feeling it's getting easier. Thank you so much. Jesus Christ, 
Mrs. Eddie, and all you do in Plainfield. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Jeremy. I am so grateful for all I am learning here, which has been giving me the clarity, peace, and joy that is needed to be useful to God. Those three qualities, clarity, peace, and joy, were not words that I or anyone else would ever have used to describe the old me. But now, to be here working to live this science each day, I am steadily finding every promise of Christian science is fulfilled in my life, and that every bit of trust I've ever placed in God has always been rewarded. I'm so thankful for Christian science and for all I've been learning from my practitioner. It is wonderful to be a part of this church and to be here tonight. Thank you. And now I have testimonies from Izzy from England, and then right afterwards will be one from Imogene in Australia. Good evening. A little while ago, I was commissioned to make a short film about a group of local people who were working together to improve the cleanliness of the river that runs through our village. It's a subject I'm passionate about, so I was really pleased to be invited to do this. I spent several happy hours filming along the length of the river, capturing the water in its different stages, from dramatic waterfalls to long smooth stretches, capturing the wildlife and the plant life beautiful even in their winter bareness. I started to think about the river being a metaphor for God, for life. Each tiny drop of water flowing along the length of the river got to experience the smooth and peaceful, the choppy and the rough. They got trapped circling in whirlpools. They smacked up against rocks. I guess every drop of water got to have every possible experience from the easy to the difficult. And yet not once did its true identity as precious water change. No matter how rough the waters, not once did it leave the safe, firm, loving guidance of its parent, the river. One day I was filming a long straight stretch of the river. It was a beautiful early spring day and the light was just perfect with the sun reflected in the water. I zoomed into the distance just where the river started to curve away and the sunlight was literally dancing on top of the water. It created the most beautiful sparkles. They were formed, they were, and then they vanished, thousands upon thousands of perfect, exquisite star-shaped sparkles. Actually, they were so perfect, it was almost as though they were in some sort of animation. I couldn't really believe what I was seeing. I was continuing my thoughts of the river and these beautiful sparkles that were a part of it. And no matter what was going on in the river, no matter what supposed pollution no matter what problems, all I could see was pure, exquisite, perfect sparkles as the water met the sunlight. They knew nothing of those supposed problems. Nothing could take their purity away from them. A few days later, I was doing my watch and I was thinking of young people and all the supposed influences and pressures that they are facing. And I was just knowing that they are the blessed, exquisite, pure children of God. And I thought back to the river and I realized that when I thought of children as divine sparkles, it really helped me see them in their true identity. So since then, I've been thinking of many people as divine sparkles, because each of us is just a reflection and a celebration of the perfection of God, of divine mind, 
and just as pure and exquisite and untouchable, no matter what the external suggestions might be. And I just wanted to share that something really special that has happened recently. I'm so grateful for Christian Science for giving me, well, for giving me so much really, and to Mrs. Eddie for everything that she did in bringing it to us and to the Plainfield Church Independent for this incredible learning. It really is the most wonderful thing. And um, you are all truly divine sparkles. Thank you and have a wonderful evening. Good evening. I am very grateful for Christian science. In years gone by, I struggled greatly with the false belief that human hatred has power. I had definitely seen more than a lifetime's worth of human hatred and violence in my childhood, and it was very difficult at first to not only see the end of hatred in my life, but to reconcile my thinking with the great and wondrous fact that God is love. Mrs. Eddy writes, quote, God is love. More than this we cannot ask. Higher we cannot look. Farther we cannot go. When I found Christian science, my path to physical healing was very quick indeed. A truly holy practitioner here in Australia gave me science and health to study, and it was a truly sublime life-changing gift of learning. Through studying science and health with the support of this pure practitioner, I experienced many healings of long-standing issues. The truth was simply stunning and immediate and permanent. But my learning to return blessing for cursing was far more difficult it was a great battle with self. My attempts to love my enemies were not successful and many times I received merited rebuke because in thought I would not leave all justice to God. Believing I had been a victim, I was belligerent, self-justified and full of fury towards anyone who engaged in sin. I had much correcting that I needed to do. God was very patient with me. I wrongly reasoned on this issue for years, taking two steps forward and one step backward in my journey to know God. It wasn't until I found Plainfield independent that I was finally healed of this belief that I was a victim of evil. Our wonderful practitioner read with holy power, Love Your Enemies by Mary Baker Eddy. This reading broke through all my self-justification to see that it is God who disposes of error, that we must not attach error to any person or situation, that God will do all justly and rightly and perfectly. It is his plan, not mine. I have studied that chapter, Love Your Enemies, many times since then. It is wonderful to think 
that a dedicated practitioner in Australia started this learning journey with me over 20 years ago. And today, I can finally say that I have applied what he was teaching me. My love and gratitude to my beautiful, holy, plainfield practitioner for continuing this cycle of healing that has carried me all the way home on this important issue of returning blessing for cursing. I can now be God's servant in our world today. My everlasting thanks to God, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, and to all pure Christian scientists everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. My gratitude this evening is for lessons learned here at this Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Recently, I had an awakening and a change of heart after things a Plainfield practitioner discussed. The city of Newark, New Jersey came up, and sections of the city seemed to be unsafe for children due to drugs and poverty. It appears that some young people get involved with unsafe people. In the past, I thought of Newark in a very negative way. No more. Newark was called the New Ark. It was founded in 1666 by Connecticut Puritans and later became an industrial city, very prosperous, and a rail hub. I realized that this is one of God's cities and no one is left out of his care. In the article, From Zone to Zone, by Julia M. Johnston, it states, quote, There is no place deserted by God or forbidden to God. God's omnipotence rules out the possibility of a danger zone anywhere in creation, end quote. I have been praying specifically for God's rule and government to be felt and seen in every city in our nation and world. This includes the protection of the innocent. Since God fulfills all needs, there is no attraction to taking drugs or selling them for profit. Thank you, Plainfield Church, for deepening my love for our nation and the world. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. <clears throat> well, thank you, Imogene, for your testimony about learning to love your enemy, so-called enemy. This is exactly what Elisha did when he was surrounded by the enemy, so-called. Elisha trusted everything to God. He had no doubt in his mind that God was in complete control and that God was his safety. Not only his safety, but the safety of the whole nation of Israel. And God, of course, took care of him, fooled the so-called enemy, tricked them. And when they realized where they were, 
the king of Israel had enough sense to check with Elisha before he attacked what he thought was his enemy. And Elisha loved them. He fed them. He sent them home to tell their king what happened. Now, we don't know whether the king of Syria was scared to death because his emissaries were blinded and tricked, or whether he had a change of heart because they were so loved and fed. Or maybe it was both. But in any event, Elisha did more for the safety of the nation of Israel than anybody else did without dropping, without drawing one drop of blood from anybody. This is a great example. It should be a great example to all of us who are students of Christian science to let God govern and let God's justice prevail. So I'm so grateful for all these lessons. I'm so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering the science behind Christianity and giving it to the world. So good to be here with you tonight. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. They reminded me of a healing that I had experienced when I first came to this church. And I want to was working with a Plainfield practitioner. And at the time, I was working with children with special needs. And in this department of the school, it involved a lot of legal negotiations and documents. I had been attending Plainfield a year when I was given an assignment with a child who had a long history of legal action taken uh, and a trail following him and his family. And at that point, I became a target of the individual who uh, was uh, a highly skilled lawyer and uh, seemed to have a lot of time and determined to wreak havoc. And they had been successful previously in getting some individuals removed from their jobs on technicalities and winning a sizable financial award. This situation lasted over about a year, and every week there was something new that would need prayer. I learned a lot during this time. I would uh, go to my car and call the practitioner, and I would take that time to pray. And she helped me understand uh, uh, about God's protective care. I felt like she was like Elijah, like open his eyes so I could see. And facing fear, and I read Love Your Enemies by Mary Baker Eddy. And this is when I started to commit the 91st Psalm to my heart. There were so many situations, with endless plots, but each one was reversed and failed. The most beautiful solutions would present themselves, and nothing could have been humanly planned, nor would any human intelligence been able to face many of these tricky situations that would come up. Um, this gave me a great opportunity to discipline my thought, and I was forced to my knees, so I was 
unable to handle any of this through my own human effort. And it was a good place to be, and I was learning to stay in the moment with God and just keep listening. It was truly miraculous all the ways each time unrighteous plans were thwarted. And uh, not only was I protected, but several individuals who she also had her eye on and she tried to destroy their characters were protected also, and along with the child. And um, I'm very grateful for the many lessons learned. And I was also lifted toward the end of this, but I had left with a greater sense of faith and I no longer feared her. I'm very grateful for all that I learned for God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for this science, my practitioner in Plainfield Christian Science Church. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Plenty to read tonight again. Um, the first is uh, something that was posted on YouTube under the comments after the readings from last Wednesday night on Man's Birthright is Dominion Over All Temptations by Florence. Um, it says that, Thanks for sharing this inspiring truth. When I listened the first time, I felt like I needed to listen again, and so I listened the second time and the third time, and it seemed like this was a message for me. I am being treated very badly because of someone's false accusations, which everyone is believing, and no one is giving me the benefit of the doubt. Just as Joseph did the right thing, but the evil-minded woman lied to put Joseph in trouble. But in the end, her evil intentions became the highway to a glorious career for Joseph. I will patiently wait on God, divine love, to show me the blessings in the false accusations and the defamation against me. Thank you all for keeping this science of Christ alive. Thank you for making it available to everyone who is directed to find solace in God's word and in God's loving care and provision. I cannot tell you enough what this 13 minutes video has done for me instantaneously. I'm going through things that I haven't spoken to my family about, but it feels like once God has heard, God knows. That is all that matters. And it feels like I am exonerated and the burden taken off my shoulders, and now my tears are a sign of my relief and gratitude to God. I didn't come on YouTube today looking for relief from my situation, neither was I looking for healing. In fact, I was just trolling YouTube, and lo and behold, I found this, and I felt compelled to listen, and I am glad I did. Thank you all once again, I wish many more will have this same experience as I have enjoyed today. I am whole now. I'd like to add that I'm not a member of the Plainfield Christian Science Church or any organization. I met Plainfield on YouTube recently by reading an article on YouTube. And then this is Izzy from England. Um, she was speaking about a unity watch in which we were handling it's known as animal magnetism. Thank you for the incredible unity watch of Thursday, March 10th. I was not able to join the watch calls yesterday, but I have just spent some time studying the watch and will continue to use it in my watch tonight 
and probably the next few days, including the Sunday group watch. She has a group in England that she organized that uh, calls in on Sunday evenings, and they work with our watch message, which I'm very grateful for. And then she goes on, This has been incredibly helpful in handling animal magnetism, to speak directly to it, recognizing its nothingness, seeing how it has no power, no matter how things may appear. Thank you to all at Plainfield. And then Carolyn in Canada, Yes, indeed, this is a strong unity watch to continue to work with for ourselves, our community, and our world. And then again, this was an email from Izzy um, where she was asking, which is why we had that watch message, uh, she was asking, could I ask you to possibly include some instruction on handling animal magnetism in an upcoming roundtable, if you have time and feel it would be appropriate? I know you have covered it many times before, but still people seem not to know how to do it. And with so much propaganda going on, I feel people are in need of some specific reminders. I know I could always use some. And then she writes, A journalist here wrote that the world is experiencing, quote, war hysteria like 1914, end quote. When I read his piece on Sunday morning, a sudden return of a pain that I was healed from and sent you a testimony about some months ago, um, seemed to return. I set about handling this pain as I had done before, but it would not leave. Only when I handled mass hysteria did the pain go. I would just like to say briefly, we, we have had many things on our website and on the roundtable about animal magnetism, also testimonies about what it is and how to handle it. And briefly, it is a, a belief that there is a power other than God. And any time you seem to see or experiencing something that is a power other than God, it would seem like a, an evil power. And of course, in Christian science, we're going to stand that there's only one power. We can therefore prove the unreality of this so-called power or animal magnetism. In the, in the beautiful readings that were read tonight from um, Mrs. Eddy's, she says, the principle all, of all power is God, and God is love. And that is where we stand and how we confront this belief. And also in line with that, Kari in Arkansas wrote an excerpt from the bulletin board, where she writes, Edward Kimball writes, quote, There is no power in anger, ill temper, scorn, or contempt. There is no power in prejudice or superstition. There is no power in selfishness, envy, jealousy, pride, hate, malice, or revenge. I am a law against all that is false and foolish, and I declare the influence of all such passions, null and void in me. I declare all such passions powerless to harm anyone. And that is from, from Quenching the Fiery Darts of the Wicked, from Teaching and Addresses by Edward Kimball. And then Carrie in Camp, uh, California wrote that she was sharing some of the ways she's been praying this week about the war going on in Ukraine. And she writes an excerpt I'm reading, My prayer takes shape in knowing that the seed in all men 
respond to messages from their father and mother, thoughts of goodness, thoughts of righteousness, thoughts of brotherly love, and thoughts about what is just and right. Those messages are the great reformers and restorers of light, representing God with us, fighting our battles by uplifting thought. And then again, this is Izzy in England. I was so touched to hear of the passing of Jim on the round table March 13th. I have so enjoyed his cheery voice giving testimonies, and he has truly inspired me by his testimony of having read Signs and Health. I think it was 76 times. I'm just a little behind you on that one, Jim. <laughs> As we all are, I think. It was so touching to hear how a, how a church member had traveled to be with him. Love knows no boundaries or limits. Much love to all of those who knew him. He was clearly a, a graduation with honors. And then Imogen in Australia. So beautiful to see Jim honored in this way. I never met Jim, but I loved his testimony so much. So loving, clear, and strong. What was read at the round table about the trained vocal artist uh, reading the 23rd Psalm and being no comparison for the advanced spirituality of the man who knew the shepherd and reading the Psalm 23. A wonderful and loving tribute to a wonderful and loving child of God. Much love to Jim in your new estate and much love to all at Plainfield. And then Izzy answered, um, thanking her so much for a beautiful testimony from a while ago when she spoke of passing on as graduation. It is the most beautiful thought and description. I have shared this word with many people, all of whom have a little smile when they heard it. It has spread much comfort and peace. Huge thanks to you. And then Imogen answered, thank you so much. A couple of years ago, our dear beloved practitioner passed on. Many people loved him so very, very much, and today they continue to love him as they press on in the pathway that he showed to us. One day, around the time I was weeping about how much I missed his Christly instruction and his loving spirit, I heard a crystal clear, I heard crystal clear and thought, quote, Don't worry, Emmy, I have graduated. End quote. This was accompanied by such a sense of joy and humor that my tears just dried up instantly and I laughed with joy because it was so utterly, utterly like him to say this and I felt his joy. In sharing this with people who knew him, they each smiled. So isn't it just wonderful that we have so much love given to us by our Father, Mother, God? that those who are spiritually minded hear and know and recognize immediately when it is God who is speaking, for God knoweth his own. Man is indeed immortal, everlasting, pure, and free. And then this was an email from, I believe, our newest member from Sweden. A warmly welcoming letter from Plainfield arrived on March 25th. It brought much joy. Imagine to have a spiritual home at long last. We were slow to find it, but that is for sure. A testimony from a Wednesday meeting that I benefited much from mentioned um, about decision-making 
And if you do it without asking God, it can be slow and the results aren't too good. This is how I have been making my decisions and have seen that same outcome. Now I am learning to ask God what he may want and to listen for his answer. And then she thanks us all in sweet Swedish, and I won't try to read that, but anyway. Um, and now this is from South Dakota. I'm so grateful for the Plainfield Church and support by the practitioners thereof, as well as by all who participate in the website work, as well as your wonderful musicians and all who work in conjunction with your literature, including the wonderful um, Models of Excellency pamphlet. Thanks to you all. I particularly appreciate my practitioner's recommend, men, recommendation to read the watching point each week. And this week's watching point included the thought that we must prove our understanding to be stronger than the lying effort of evil to maintain its claims. The watching point always seems to include that which helps to understand the past and support the present. And I give emphasis to studying it during the week. Thank you, one and all. And I guess the rest I will read later. <laughs> but thank you all for what your wonderful contributions, the wonderful testimonies tonight. Um, I'm so grateful, so grateful for those readings. I'm just every week we have such wonderful readings that we can study and listen to um, before, during, and after that that week, so they become established in our thought. I would just like to add one other thing in referring to animal magnetism. One of the books that we have that certainly deals with it and handles it is Christian Science, It's Clear, Correct Teaching and Complete Writings by Herbert W. Eustace. And in it, he speaks about one of the ways that animal magnetism would try to get to us. And again, what is that? That there is a power other than God. He writes on page 181, Oh, excuse me, 560, the bottom numbering. One of the most insidious and aggressive forms of this direction by malicious minds comes as the pollution of the air by hourly and daily harangues and mental absurdities. Because radio has many uses, it has, by the false sense of the law of reversal, many abuses. And so to that, besides radio, we can now add TV and Internet. Since radio is rarefied matter, it is a, near, a nearer approximation to mentality. Hence, its hidden danger and the great need for carefully guarding against the subtlety of its use for suggestions, political, financial, and religious. The Christian scientist must think alone with God and preserve the tablet of his mind from every blemish free. So that is our clarion call, and that is why we keep all of that off, not listen to it. Mesmeric suggestion, animal magnetism, a belief that there is a power apart from God, and we can prove, and we do prove in our life, that is not the truth. There is one power, one God that we worship. So very grateful to be here tonight, to be with you all, and everyone have a good night. Thank you. <laughs> to close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 236, 
O peace of the world, O hope in each breast, O Bethlehem star that ages have blessed. A day of fresh promise breaks over the land, gaunt warfare is doomed, and God's kingdom is at hand. Hymn number 236. <laughs> 